I got a DM the other day and I had to ask this person, can I just make a podcast episode answering your question? Because this is way too perfect for the holiday season in particular, but so many people are going to resonate. And when she said yes, I was thrilled. Welcome back to the Anxious Therapist Podcast, a safe space where we believe vulnerability is the key to happiness. I love when you guys reach out to me on Instagram and send me your questions and let me know what resonates with you from the podcast or from my content. It brings me so much joy. So the other day when I received a DM, asking for my advice on this particular topic. I was thrilled and I sent back a message saying, can I please answer this on a podcast episode because I know y'all are going to want to hear this, right? And so I could have privately sent this person a voice memo and answered their question and offered advice, but why not just bring it here? So I'm not going to share the DM verbatim, but I'm going to give you a little summary. This person reached out to me and basically said that her and her sister finally got up the nerve to confront their mom about trauma from their childhood and their mom did not take any accountability. There was no apology. Um, In fact, it sounds like she was kind of gaslighting them and pretending like she's never done anything wrong. And so this person said, what what would you do next, right? They even had the receipts, like they were showing their mom, this is what happened and everything. And there's no owning up to it on the parents' part. She's like, how do we move forward? Um, Now, so many of us are in this place where we haven't even confronted it, right? Because we feel like we already know what's going to happen. So you would love to work up the gumption, (laughs) to go to your parents and say, look, this is what I remember. This is what I experienced. Why did you do that? How could you treat me that way? All of these things, but we've never done it. And then there are other people who are like, okay, we need to talk about this. And I'm really proud of you for building up the nerve to have that conversation and be vulnerable with your feelings and talk about your past experiences. So I want to say that, first of all. Um, Second, this is going to be an episode that may be hard for a lot of you to hear. And if you're not in a place right now, like we are in the depths of the holiday season and stressors are probably through the roof. And so if you're not in a place to really own your emotional state and hear what I have to say on this topic, save it for a different day. I'm totally okay with that. Because what we need to talk about is what happens when you do get that apology. What happens when your parent does say, yeah, that was shitty, that thing that I did. What happens when they tell you why they did it, right? Why do, When they lay it out for you and they say, these are the stressors that I had going on that you didn't know about as a child, or these are my traumas from my childhood that I was triggered by at that time, right? What happens? 
if they give you the best explanation, the most sincere apology, nothing. And y'all aren't ready to hear that because you're still putting your pain and your hurt on this apology that's out there somewhere. But it's not going to take it away. That apology changes nothing for you. It doesn't stop the triggers. It doesn't create forgiveness. It doesn't remove all of the resentment and hurt and pain that you've endured. And that has built up over years and years and years. Nothing changes. Even if our best case scenario in the world came true. In this situation. And we confronted our parents. And we said... This is all the pain you caused me. How could you? And they just held us and said, I'm so sorry. And they told us why. And nothing would change. It would change absolutely nothing with you. We have glamorized and put up on a pedestal this idea of a really beautiful, sincere apology. But it doesn't change anything. Now, 99.9% of us aren't going to get that apology, aren't going to get that sincerity and understanding anyway, even if we were to bring it up. But even if you were in the 0.1% that did receive that, it wouldn't change a thing. It can't take away your hurt. It won't rewire your brain. And this is why I'm always talking about your healing journey being your responsibility, Do I think it's fair that you had to endure that trauma and live through that pain? No, absolutely not. Would I wish it on my worst enemy? No. And it's still yours to grow through. The thing about trauma is that it's literally changed the way that our brain functions. And no apology can reverse that damage. So we've kind of deluded ourselves into believing that all we need is our parents to take accountability. But here's the thing about individual human experiences is that they're all unique. And when it comes to trauma, the only thing that matters is perception. So this is why when you continue looking for accountability you're not going to receive it. And your parents deny that that happened or that it happened that way or that they ever treated you that way because perception is reality. And their perception is that they did not do those things. And it seems so bizarre for us to think about because we can recall and we can specifically lay out. And sometimes we even have the receipts of this is what you said and this is what you did. And they still are denying it. But in their perception, how they view the experience, it's entirely different. They are viewing it as, well, I was, you know, just disciplining you or I was setting boundaries or I was A, B, or C, right? Like they they have a justification for why they were doing what they were doing, even if it was something awful, Or that's how I was raised and I turned out just fine. Whatever their reasoning might be to them, nothing they were doing 
was traumatic to you. And then you look at your perspective and you're like, you weren't there for me. You were emotionally neglectful or you put me down and called me names and made me feel a certain type of way or used physical punishment or right all of these things. And you're saying, how can you not see how awful that was? But that's not their perception of the situation. They're viewing it entirely different than you. And so for you to operate under the assumption that them t- that they need to take accountability, they can't take accountability for something that they don't perceive to be true. It would never be genuine because they don't see it that way. And so in those rare cases where a parent can actually look back and have the insight to be like, oh, dang, I can see from your perspective how that was harmful. It's just so rare that I don't want you trying to hang your hat on that. I don't want you holding out on your healing journey for something that's very likely not going to happen. Nor would it hold much weight. Because even if they say all of those things, there is still that inner child within you that is hurting, that suffered, that needs healing. That inner child doesn't care about an apology. That inner child needs someone to say, I see you're hurt. That sucked what we went through. Here's what I'm doing to help you heal from it, right? So when I got this question, you can see why I was eager to create a podcast episode because trying to tell someone that no apology or accountability is going to make you feel better is disappointing. And it sucks. It sucks to hear that. Our brain always wants more information. When we don't understand something, it just will constantly try to make sense of it. And it's like insanity. I will never understand why my parents or my family members did certain things that they did. But that's because their lived experience is always going to be different than mine. Right? When I felt emotionally neglected, maybe my parents thought I was being a brat and I needed time alone in my room to calm down. So they were justified in their thinking. They didn't weren't thinking she's being traumatized right now. What I'm doing is traumatic. They were thinking, oh my God, she's being such a brat. I hope she stays in her room for two hours. You know, like very rarely is it intentional. And that's a hard part for us to wrap our brains around. Like how could someone be that unaware? Especially as we're on our healing journeys and we, are, we tend to be the most insightful and self-aware people that we overanalyze our relationships and the impact that our behaviors have on other people. It's hard for us to understand how our parents can't do that, how they can't look back and say, wow, I can see how that would have hurt you. So this need for the sense of understanding and 
a parent to be able to validate that. I need us to move away from that mindset. You don't need any acknowledgement from them in order to move forward on your healing journey. What I will say about it is, and this is something I've worked a lot on my therapist with, is distinguishing as things come up, what do you need to say to feel at peace? So maybe that looks like, for me, because so much of my childhood trauma revolves around drinking and alcohol and was a huge factor in me getting sober almost three years ago now, I have had to say to people, I will not be in situations where that a level of drinking is involved, right? I will remove myself. Um, I will say things like, alcohol makes me uncomfortable, I feel triggered by it, etc. Now that is my way of setting those boundaries and acknowledging the pain from the past without trying to seek accountability from those people or an apology, okay? So you need to look at, like, what are you not willing to endure in those relationships anymore? And do you need to be able to say to someone, yeah, I actually chose not to drink because it seems to be a generational pattern in our family and I don't want to be a part of it. Like, would that bring you peace to say that and own that part of your healing journey? Awesome, then do it. But don't ever say something or put someone on the spot expecting a certain response or reaction from them. That is the quickest way to disappointment. If you're planning a conversation with someone and you're filling in their end of the script right? You're like, here's what I'm going to say. And then they'll say this and then I'll say this and then it'll be beautiful and kumbaya and everything will be great. You're setting yourself up to fail. The other person is not going to follow your pre-written script. They're going to insert their own dialogue. Okay. And expecting them to follow the script just because you planned it out and you said it so eloquently and you were able to articulate your feelings and you ha- we're hoping for this great conversation does not mean that they are going to play that role. So if you processing, if you are processing some hurt or pain from your childhood and it feels authentic and genuine for you to bring it up and say, hey, I didn't always feel super supported in my childhood. And now in therapy, I'm doing this workbook that's allowing me to explore those feelings and meet my inner child needs and blah 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 blah. and you want to share that in that capacity because that feels good to you do it but don't share it hoping for some outcome that you cannot control you cannot control how they are going to converse with you about that topic and what they are going to say and you know because I would love for my family to be like well tell me about it. Like, when did you feel hurt? And what caused you pain? And how did I make you uncomfortable? Or when did you feel unheard and invalidated? And, you know, why didn't you like being called mature? And 
why were you struggling with depression and anxiety? I didn't even know, right? I'd love for my family to explore those questions with me, but they don't and they're not going to. My brother is the only person who has, and he's not even a source of my trauma. (laughs) So, you know, it's like now in adulthood, because he follows all my social media and stuff, he talks to me about my mental health. We check in with each other in that capacity. It's very cool. But I don't expect anybody else in my family to be interested and or capable of having those conversations right now. And that's okay. I've come to peace with that. I really hope that you guys, as you explore these relationship dynamics, can get that sense of closure and process through this grief of never getting answers or um, having that really deep, meaningful conversation where you get that apology that you so deserve, right? I hope you can be at peace with that. I hope you can start to understand that I don't need that. My healing journey is about me. It's about validating the things that I went through. I don't need them to see it in order for me to heal and move on and be validated in my experiences, right? That's the big difference. I'm holding the sleeping baby and he just did one of those little like noises in his sleep. <laughs> um, so I hope that as you're listening to this, you're feeling a little uncomfortable with what I'm saying because you're still in that like angry place where you're like, no, I need them to acknowledge it. What kind of person doesn't acknowledge someone else's pain, right? But it's such a shared experience, y'all. 99% of us listening to this and, and experiencing this right now are on the same page where we'd love that acknowledgement from our parents. We'd love to be able to sit down and have that really beautiful, raw, emotional conversation, but it's just not going to happen. And even if it did, even if it happened for all of us, it's not going to do for you what you think it is. It's not going to change anything. Oh, oh, goodness. I've been working through some colds in our house. It is not going to give you that peace and comfort and sense of contentment. It's not going to improve your relationship moving forward, right? The only thing that changes those relationship dynamics moving forward are your boundaries, And so if that means that you need to take a step back from these people right now, if that means you need to look at people and say, hey, please don't speak to me that way, you have to figure that out for yourself. What would it take in order to improve these relationships? Because it's not an apology. I can promise you that. I just so wish I could tell you guys that Accountability from people who hurt us makes it all better. But it just doesn't. It doesn't fix it. Changed behavior fix it. And we can't change other people's behaviors. So all we have is setting boundaries. And we can't control how people respond to our boundaries. All we can do is stick to them. Right, Because you're going to be like, well, Jacqueline, I tell them I don't want to talk about it, but they talk about it anyway. Then you have to remove yourself, right? Like what are you willing to do to enforce that boundary? Because you can't just say, 
I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about this. I don't like when you call me names. I don't like, you have to physically remove yourself. It's like my toddler, right? I always think if I'm redirecting him, if I'm saying, hey, don't play with that. Hey, don't touch that. Hey, stop un- unplugging the Christmas tree, right? <laughs> Whatever it is, I can't tell him to not to do something unless I am willing to get up and intervene if he continues to do it, okay? So if I'm sitting on the couch and I say, hey, bud, please don't unplug the Christmas tree, and he goes and starts unplugging the Christmas tree, I immediately have to get up and go intervene to show him that I'm serious, that this is a boundary that he cannot cross because otherwise he'll continue to do it. And then I'll be sitting on the couch saying, hey, bud, don't do that. Hey, bud, don't do that. Lars, stop unplugging the Christmas tree. Knock it off. You're so naughty, right? And then we just get amped up. So you have to be willing and so steadfast in your boundary setting that you are going to literally change the environment if you have to. That might mean on a phone call, if you say, hey, mom, I'm not talking about this. Can we talk about something else? And then, well, you know, I was just saying that. And you're like, nope, I'm really not talking about this. If we keep talking about it, I'm going to have to end the phone call. Like, are you willing to be that assertive and strong in your boundaries? That, that's the thing that you have to be exploring for yourself. What are you willing to tolerate? And what's a no-go for you? Because you can't stop the other people from continuing to do, do the things that harm you. I can't stop people from drinking around me. I can't stop people from becoming obnoxious and saying and doing things that they don't mean when they're under the influence. But what I can do is remove myself from those situations or limit the opportunity for those situations to occur. Right? You guys have heard me talk about it a million and one times. I don't go to family gatherings later in the evening when I know people have been drinking. I don't even subject myself to the opportunity for it. It's just not going to happen. So what? how steadfast are you? How important is this to you that you are willing to get a little uncomfortable in following through on your boundaries? Right? That's the kind of reflection that I need you to be doing on your healing journey. Focus more on what you can control, what you're in charge of, and less on the people outside of you. We have no power over them and their choices and their behaviors and their words and certainly not what they've done to us in the past. But that doesn't mean we have no control because we're in charge of us. We get to decide what feels good for us now moving forward. So don't give up the power to them. Don't even give them a chance because if they haven't taken accountability and offered an apology and acknowledged what happened up to this point, chances are they're not going to. And they're not waiting for you to bring it up. They are just so unaware because they had a different lived experience than you did that they are not capable of giving you that sincere apology and owning what happened. So focus on you. 
Focus on what needs to change in that dynamic and that relationship so that you can move forward in a healthy way. And do your own healing, rewiring your brain, responding to your inner child's wants and needs, things that you didn't get from those family members because you can meet all those needs for yourself now. But you have to make the shift on your healing journey. I know this is going to hit home for so many of y'all. And I really am hopeful that y'all are in a place to receive this message that I am putting out. I hope it is a very merry, happy holiday season for y'all. You deserve it. And you can have that if you are willing to enforce your boundaries that bring you peace and joy this season. Wishing you all so much love and healing on this amazing journey called life. Thank you for letting me be a small part of it. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode.